0: Oh, it's good to be back. It's so good to be back. It it feels like we we never left. It feels like we never left, and yet we've somehow trans trans. Oh, God. <laughs> Here you, <laughs> no, you go mind. with we the haven't... five dollar words <laughs> again. <laughs> 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 Holy shit! Oh man.
1: Um. Yeah. So 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 you got your your recording started.
0: It's going. that's yeah. th- that's that's unfortunately un- recorded that travesty of an intro. <laughs> Holy shit! Friends apart.
1: Okay, well, that that starts friends apart 2022.
0: Woo! What's up? W- you. Ooh, mm, mm. Here we are in the. Uh, in 2022 it feels like we've we've moved into a new era a whole new uh yeah i can't think i have no words okay it's um um it's it's a beautiful time things are different everything's gonna be better everything's gonna be okay so i feel good
1: starting off 2022 right um i got a pressing question Mm -hmm. am i weird for locking the bathroom door when just going you know to the bathroom even when I'm home
0: alone um, depends on where you live I suppose I, I, I mean is, <laughs> and is, is, how much you trust your landlord I mean is that weird like I, I don't know it's just kind of a that, okay so, so it, from my perspective it depends on whether it's a force of habit. Uh, like muscle memory thing or whether you are actually afraid of something if you're actively or passively doing it that's my question okay Uh, let me
1: ask you this do you lock the bathroom door every time you go pee uh
0: my bathroom door is not lockable wow that just induced so much anxiety (laughs) (laughs) holy shit
1: okay okay um man How do you... Holy shit, are you peeing
0: bricks? Like, (laughs) that's... (laughs) That would terrify the shit out of me, man. Um, So, I mean, when you just live with your spouse, most of the time we don't even close the door, unless you're taking a shit, and in that case, uh, you you just scream, I'm dumping out, and then you close the door. (laughs) Um, But if you're peeing, like, no one closes the door. But... (laughs) Like most people I know kind of just respect the rule of if the door's closed, then it's occupied. And if it's not closed, it's not occupied.
1: Pe- people disrespect it. And the problem is that, you know, I'm just living with my partner. But she like both of us don't knock when the door's closed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the two of us. See that's we- a problem.
1: And and we live in like a two bedroom apartment, so it's like not not, not a huge place. And, um, because I always assume the door would be locked if you're doing your business. And Mm -hmm. so I always just open the door and there she is, you know, doing her business and all like, (laughs) get out of here, put, put your pants back on. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like all that stuff. (laughs) And, um, but, but when, when I'm, you know, out and about, I, I like when when whenever I'm like in a bar or something and I need to use the bathroom and the door is even not lockable or what I'm actually terrified of and I know it's kind of a standard in in North America that the stalls are like not really closed off
0: that just that yeah, just like a f- terrifies me it's very uncomfortable there's like a foot gap between the yeah, bottom. yeah
1: <laughs> that 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 was that is one of those things, you know, when you when you go to another country, visit it, like as a tourist or whatever, and there's like just a couple of things that you pick up and that strike you as so strange that you tell everyone about it who who tells you yeah. or who doesn't. Like, there's been times where I met new people and they were like, hi, I'm Adam. And I'm like, hi, I'm Franz. Did you know that they have like a foot gap at the bottom of a bathroom stall in North America? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dude, I just met you. But... Um, <laughs> yeah it's 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 horrible and i don't even know what i'm afraid of like honestly i interesting i have not like what am i afraid of like worst thing that could
0: happen is someone sees me take a dump and <laughs> i Which, mean okay <laughs> they're not gonna see. they see you know what they see the side profile of your legs <laughs> that's what they see
1: yeah <laughs> oh well not in okay so in our bathroom at home if you would open the oh, door you're spread you spread
0: eagle straight at the door oh, so, yes exactly so yeah. the toilet's
1: positioned like, position. like you, you everyone would see how how i'm just hunched over <laughs> the <laughs> toilet trying to achieve a physiologically uh, uh well-adjusted
0: position um to push out but it's, it's Do you install a turkish toilet in your bathroom is that what this is
1: <laughs> you mean i'm squatting <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. That that's <laughs> not it. But I I would like to 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 do it. Apparently that's that's better for you. But no, I don't Never. know, man. It's it's a weird thing.
0: I'm I'm kind of afraid. I think it's just of a security thing. Oh shit. You I just know. like to feel like it's it's um it's like uh maybe this isn't relatable to you because doors tend to just automatically lock. But it's like when it's the daytime and you don't have your front door of your house locked and it's just like but might lock it anyways because even though you know no one's gonna come or anything it's just it just feels a little bit safer to have it locked in and it's just like i think it's just like peace of mind comfort like you don't actually expect someone to just like van dam, just poof, kick down the door get out the toilet like i think it's just a comfort yeah. thing
1: okay okay get this the house that I'm living in right now with my with my fiance um, this is the house like this is in family possession right so it's the mm-hmm. birth house of my mother-in-law um, and her mom so my, my fiance's uh, grandma uh, they used to live here for like pretty much until they died basically mm. uh, so it's an old house and it's a it, it's in a very w- nice neighborhood in, in my city um, you know everyone has like a nice garden in, in the back and, and you know nice neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, however when my fiance's um, parents uh, grandparents were still living here they were already quite old at, at this point in time uh, they were robbed in broad daylight well it wasn't it wasn't as much as a robbing sorry it was more like a like a, like a e like they yeah. they broke into the house by entering through the back door um that was left open so it wasn't technically even like a break in it was just basically an e and e that <laughs> they just, they, <laughs> they, they just <laughs> entered <laughs> so um they they entered the house and uh apparently it was two guys and they moved all the way up to the second floor and grabbed some of the valuables, you know, like some of the jewelry and all that stuff. And uh, because my fiance's grandparents were uh, hard of hearing,
0: oh, he they didn't, didn't they realize.
1: <laughs> they didn't realize. And the thing is that we now, in hindsight, you know, I mean, the the, the robbers they they just entered and uh, they they. They left with the, with jewelry and stuff, but um, they didn't get into um, like the really valuable stuff because it, because it was really well locked up. But uh, at least you know some of the jewelry, is some money. And we now, in hindsight, we we're just speculating. Like, what if her grandma was like, you know what? I'd rather shit at the upstairs toilet today, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she would just go up. And, uh, yeah, probably, I don't know, be murdered or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you never... All that's probably not the reality, especially not in Germany. Like, in Germany, people don't have firearms. So... Yeah. You And if you do, you're, you know, you have to have a clean criminal record. There's, like, you have to be a very, very law-abiding citizen. Otherwise, you're not getting a firearm. And yeah, like you hunter have to store hunting and stuff. Yeah, like, hunting or even for sports, like, shooting, um, mm-hmm. that, that's still a thing. But you have to obey the law and, like, be a very, very upright citizen to, to even get a gun. So, um, yeah, you know, there's not people running around with guns. But we're still thinking about, you know, maybe they had, like, I don't know, a knife or something like that. And I would assume that the perpetrators probably weren't, like, 80-year-old dudes just you know <laughs> doing their thing there was probably like young guys yeah that, that are usually doing that and they wouldn't have had a problem to you know deal with like an 80 year old grandma so holy shit that was and that happened in the same house that i'm living at right now and like in broad daylight so um <sighs> I wouldn't be too, too... Oh, man, I probably just instilled some new fears in you, didn't I?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so um, do you have any... And it was a long time ago. but Do you have any idea what time that took place during the day? Because I, I have some f- some statistics. Oh, holy shit. No, it, it
1: must have been the afternoon because they were, were sitting uh, in the living room watching TV
0: and usually they did that in the afternoon. Hmm. Um, cause so I know that, uh, in North America, at least, uh, a large percentage of break-in enters are around like 10 or 11 in the morning. Um, and because this is because this is like after everyone goes to school and, or everyone goes to work and takes their kids to school. So the mm-hmm. house is unoccupied. Um, so that is when they would break into like, I guess that's like a suburb thing, um, maybe less of like an inner city thing but uh yeah that that's what my thought was was like it was in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. or in the middle of the morning and they're like they don't know who lives there so they assume that like people have gone to work and everything and they bust in and yeah um yeah I I, i don't know man like
1: i'm constantly afraid of stuff like that so i also like lock up my uh my 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 door like really well like you know double mm-hmm. um before we go to bed. um never leave a window open like even in summer like that's really rare that we do that <laughs> we we're stifling we can, hot in here <laughs> i mean not during the day i mean at night but um so we have those things i, I think they're not common in, in north america but it's like it's like little outside doors for your windows <laughs> You know what i mean yeah the <laughs> like shutters
0: those.
1: yeah it's like shutters that are made from wood
0: okay and so that you um can- what i originally so maybe i still don't fully understand what they're for but for people who haven't been to europe before it's very common for uh houses and apartments and 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 hotels and stuff have like um slatted um Shutters. Yeah, how would you describe that? It's they're, it's just it's like it's, like, it's, like, okay, it's, it's like, like doors. It's like Venetian blinds that when they're fully closed all come down together and form a a solid uh, a solid uh, cover on the window. Um, yeah. and I originally thought that these were to deter theft. But I'm yeah and that's what we kind of use them for to be honest but i think they're, like, they're they have like a double purpose because you also use them to just keep the sun out
1: yeah sure i mean yeah. yeah obviously that's that's what you also do but um like you would usually shut them at night um and i think the anti-theft thing is definitely something especially in summer because you can sleep with the window open um i mean in in our bedroom uh, especially we have like those those shutters And we have, like, those, you know, those mosquito nets that you can, like, kind of span across your window. Um, Oh, yeah,
0: that's an an interesting... Those come standard on all windows in North America. Yeah, I...
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things regarding convenience that North Americans just have that in Europe are like, oh, no, that costs extra. Um, (laughs) Or it's a pain in the ass to install, like, (laughs) even one of these. No, so, so we have those like the mosquito net and then we have the shutters so even i paranoid as i am feel safe at night when <laughs> those are because what you need to know about the shutters like you don't just shut them and you can and you could potentially like pry them open like very carefully like that's not happening no those things are like solid wood wood are like solid hinges so those suckers are loud They're You pretty move loud. them, the the whole neighborhood is gonna hear that so um they I, I think the anti-theft thing is definitely definitely happening there yeah
0: yeah and uh i just remember fondly remember like every night when you're going to bed like you can just hear like out in the street yes. from people going to bed closing their things yeah i mean
1: that's different that's something that i'm like those blinds that you kind of roll down mm-hmm. um but that are like built into your like window frame kind of um Those are different, and I prefer those just because they keep out, like, all the light, and I'm really not good with sleeping with any light in the room. Like, Yeah, me neither. It has to be pitch black, completely silent, and even if there's just, like, one mosquito or, like, anything in the room, I'm going to find it. We're going to kill it, and I'm not going to sleep before (laughs) that.
0: Uh,
1: It's, yeah, it's horrible. So, um i'm i'm not i'm not the most chill guy when it comes to those things let me just say that man oh man dude um this is like the first podcast that we've done in in uh four weeks now almost it's been about I think a three month, weeks yeah. actually yeah um and i mean first of all it's 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 great to be back right i mean that's that's just that's right right please please if, tell me you, it feels you very good
0: it. to be back it feels good to hear your voice i uh i was afraid that we had just lost we'd fell out of favor <laughs> because christmas nah. time i mean christmas time is just always this stressful period where everybody is trying to make time and meet up with everybody and sometimes it comes down to like a matter of hours and it just as with the time time difference between us it's just not possible either
1: yeah exactly but uh you know okay controversial opinion covid Mm -hmm. isn't that bad (laughs) like (laughs) i didn't have to meet most of my family (laughs) for uh for for the holidays and i quite enjoyed that (laughs) to be honest um i mean you should should specify
0: what you mean by that (laughs) okay they're still alive i <laughs> <laughs> you be like i had it it's not no. that
1: bad <laughs> no um nah it's just like you know um whenever you have relatives that you just don't want to meet up with you can just be like ah you know like there's this virus like there's just you know socially distance mm. and what, what my parents oh no they're cool like nah They're, like, I'm fairly sure they don't have COVID. I'm totally gonna meet up with them. But, like, you... You're like the sucky aunt. Like, (laughs) you're no fun. Sorry. Okay, that got a little specific. But it's... Yeah. I mean, it is definitely an excuse not to meet up with people. Um, But uh, even though I would have liked to use that excuse towards you as well, I didn't because I'm sensible. But... (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah it, it really feels good to be back and there was actually one big thing that happened during the holidays that um uh i i really needed to talk to you about especially because we requested that i told you once it happened i finished lost
0: oh okay nice. yes
1: we kind of speed ran that thing um and so for everyone who for whatever reason is as late to the party as I was, and <laughs> hasn't watched Lost ten years later yet, um, or finished it ten years later yet. Um, you, you you told me you wanted to to hear my thoughts when when I I do told you that we, <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was a pretty good show. I I even enjoyed the ending. Like I I didn't think it was too far fetched i I thought it was all right um and i mean just to just to quick quickly recap so you know it, like for everyone out there who lived on a stone or whatever yeah there's still people that are like in a in a in a wreck with, with their flight they crash on this this uh ab- allegedly abandoned island just to learn that there's like a whole organization that's been trying to protect the island and harvest its unique electromagnetic powers and uh there's also a very supernatural element with it like there's uh the villain of the show which is basically um a pillar of black smoke which i still think is like one of the worst design decisions of any show Uh, they could have made it anything Mm. they made it a pillar of black smoke (laughs) It that was that was bad Mm. but um, it, it takes you up until the last season to understand everything. So, if anyone out there has watched Lost and after like Season 3 or 4, was like, oh, fuck that shit, like, nothing makes sense. They, I, in my opinion, they did a pretty decent job at, you know, kind of explaining everything and wrapping it up. They... Rushed it a little in the end. I think they dragged the whole show out for a little too long. Mm-hmm. um But overall, I think pretty much everything in the show made sense in the end. There was nothing where you're like, oh, sh- why is it the pillar of black smoke? And yeah, it's because the bad brother was thrown into electromagnetism, bitch. <laughs> and um I mean, okay, why does it make it a black pillar of smoke? But, anyways. Um, that was quite cool. It was an epic f- finale, like the whole um there's like this protagonist, Jack, who's like the prototypical like hero who's like facing internal struggles but yeah. because he wants to fix everyone. He's a surgeon, he's like very very good looking and strong and he's always like the typical hero. And um in the end and I think that was a great twist and please Game of Thrones um Script editors and uh, writers take notes. Um, the chosen one in the end was not the obvious choice, the hero, but it was also not the fucking cousin, second grade who won it in the end. Like it was, it, it was Hurley, like the fat dude who was also always kind of chill and who could talk to dead people and he was the chosen one in the end. And it kind of made sense because of his backstory, and i I think there's a lot of people like I read some Reddit posts on that, and people were frustrated with the ending because they were like, uh so they are all dead in the end okay wait not, wait so what
0: um yeah, maybe 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 I don't know what the ending is um oh shit uh. Should, should, should I tell you quickly? Um, okay, so because in, what I thought... In,
1: in, 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 I yeah. thought
0: the ending was that yeah. it was just a dream.
1: No. No, 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 no. It wasn't a dream. No, no, oh. no. No. So, the, I mean, <clears throat> that's maybe one interpretation, but it's definitely the wrong one. Okay. So... Um, What happened in the end was that, um, so the last season, okay, well, in a second to last season, they basically caused a huge electromagnetic explosion um, on the island um, and started time traveling on the island, uh, which was kind of weird, but also kind of a nice way to... I don't know, Use time travel in a show that I've never seen before. Yeah. And in the last season, you have this like parallel universe. You have like um, all the protagonists who were on the same flight that originally in the first season crashed. But in this parallel universe, the plane didn't crash. It arrived in Los Angeles and everyone went about their business and did their stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But... Then, uh, and that was very late in the last season, They, whenever they met someone that they've known from the flight and they had some intimate experience, like some suffering that they shared or whatever, they would all of a sudden remember everything that happened on the island. And in the end of the show, like, that's so... I'm still in this, like, parallel reality, okay? At the end, they realize that they're actually all dead. Mm-hmm. And um, that this whole parallel universe that we see in the last season is actually kind of a shared, like, pre-heaven, so to speak, in which they all <clears throat> needed to find each other again mm-hmm. in order to resolve all the struggles and anger they had because of what they lived through on the island all the suffering all the pain and stuff and because of those experiences on the island they became the most important people for each other so that's why they kind of all together created this kind of like fantasy parallel universe pre-heaven kind of thing Mm -hmm. and in the end when all the conflicts that they had were resolved all the conflicts and they realized wow okay we're dead Um. they all went to heaven in the end oh and what's interesting is that this theme so in parallel for the last season they were still on the island right right and after the huge explosion they caused Basically, nothing changed. Everything was still the same. Some people died. They were still struggling and fighting. And there's those two guys on on the island. One is the black pillar of smoke, who turns out is the brother of Jacob, who's the good guy. At least that's what we think. It never it's never really clear. But Jacob is like this prophet kind of guy who lives on the island and who has lived there for like forever. And um, who leads the quote-unquote indigenous people and um, who uses those people to fight against the Black Pillar of Smoke. The Black Pillar of Smoke, in the end, t- in the last season, takes the form of John Locke, who was like one of the original group. And he takes that form and wanders through the island, kind of killing people who are in his way, but also recruiting people for his purpose to fight Jacob, the good guy. And... um it's kind of a fight between good and evil on this island and jack the protagonist obviously sacrifices himself in the end and dies um and there's only three of the original crew who survive on the island is Hurley, the fat yeah. guy who's the chosen one in the end then there's ben who ben linus who was like the the leader of the evil indigenous people in the beginning but who's now kind of redeemed himself and is like the number two for hurley and there's uh kate uh jack's love affair who was quite severely injured so she probably also died right right and then um but then there's also a group of people who managed to start a plane and move it off the island so but only a small group like five people i think and in the end scene and the final scene jack's dad who initially was the reason why jack traveled from sydney to los angeles because his dad died at sydney and he was moving his coffin from sydney to la um when they are in this like imaginary world kind of shared heaven kind of thing yeah Jack's dad talks to him and he's like Because Jack asks him, But you're dad, how are you here? And his dad looks at him and he's like, Well, what do you think you are? And Jack's like, Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> and his dad and his dad's like, Damn right you are. <laughs> and um <laughs> then all of a sudden he realizes, and he's the last one of the whole group to realize that he's dead, and then his dad is like some of those people that are here died long before you, some of them died long after you. so that means that obviously this this world is what what they what they imagined like in this parallel universe is something that they made to cope with this whole experience together right before they were able to go to Mm. heaven and um also you know jack's last name do you remember that
0: no i
1: don't shepherd okay you know his dad's first name is christian so the guy who brought everyone together in the end was christian shepherd (laughs) yes i know and the funny thing is that in the show they go kind of meta. They like, for example, when when uh, Jacob, the original good guy, um, dies, and he chooses like Jack volunteers for taking his place. Um, the Black Pillar of Smoke, who who possesses John Locke, goes up to Jack, and they first meet once Jack became the new Chosen One, and they face off, and uh, John Locke is like, "Aren't you kind of the obvious choice?" <laughs> and that's like one of those things where they got really meta and also regarding christian shepherd um i don't know who which character it was but but one of them went like christian shepherd for real (laughs) (laughs) like um so i really appreciated that whole like meta thing that they did especially in the last season but i can't see how a lot of the hardcore fans probably really hated it because yeah
0: okay so yeah,
1: it it kind of made it seem like the whole thing on the island was basically for nothing, yeah, because they all died in the end anyways, you don't really get any information on how the life of like the new chosen one Hurley and his number two Ben went on the island if they defeated the pillars? Sm- well, okay, the pillar of smoke was defeated in the end by Jack, okay. but like what went on on the island because it was basically just, hurley ben and kate so did they just i don't know repopulate or (laughs) what i don't i don't know what they did that's left open and i think that's kind of i i can see how a lot of people were a little angered by that and also that the whole thing with the dharma initiative this like cult like thing that went to the island and tried to harness its power never really got cleared up like you never really i
0: was like okay what does the button do
1: there was a hatch and there's this guy, Desmond, in there. Pushing the button for the last three years. And this button needs to be pushed every 108 minutes. And there's this code that needs to be entered. I don't remember the whole number. I, I think it was... Ah, fuck. Like, 4, 5, 15, 16, 23, 42. Something like that. It was like a uh, like a number that was kind of through the whole show. And um he had to enter those numbers and push a button and then the timer reset to 108 minutes and there was one time that he missed pushing the button and that's when the plane crashed oh and later it turned out that this button actually regulates and kind of resets this enormous electromagnetic energy that's hidden in the island and when he didn't push the button, when he missed it, um, everything went ballistic and it took out a plane <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was just going over the island yeah. at this point. And that was the plane of our survivors. And actually later in the show, they tried to detonate a nuclear bomb um, on top of this whole electromagnetic source to kind of extinguish it, but it didn't really work. So it's, yeah, it's it's totally insane dude and there's definitely uh, some parts that i didn't get 100 percent. but the ending of the show left me satisfied i'm fine i don't i don't have this feeling that i have from some shows like game of thrones mm-hmm. that was like the ending was so horrible
0: oh my god yeah that they just like oh, let's just fuck. wrap this piece of shit up it's getting out of it's uh, getting out of control now <laughs>
1: And, and the bad thing is that they didn't even wrap it up in a satisfying way. They could have wrapped it up in the same time. I mean, yeah, some questions would have been left unanswered, but still, you know, they could have wrapped it up and just made it fucking Jon Snow. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, that was the obvious thing. Just make it fucking Jon Snow and be done with it.
0: You know what? I think it's the fine. worst part just of the whole thing is like, I don't think we're ever going to know the end of the story because fucking George R.R. Martin is going to die before he finishes the books. Apparently he's got... Oh, he's going to have a heart attack so hard. And 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 the thing is, he keeps doing other stuff too. Like he's like, oh yeah, we're working on another book for this thing or that and like another TV show. I'm like, no, just stop everything else you're fucking doing. Write the books because it's the only thing anyone cares about <laughs> anymore. It's all it is. Oh man. Are you, are, are you reading the books? I finished them a long time ago, years ago. Oh, okay. You enjoying them? Uh, They, they were good. A lot of people thought they were boring. I kind of enjoyed it. I, uh, I, I've I always been a fan of, like, excess detail and stuff like that that really mm-hmm. kind of paints you. Especially for fantasy, you can't just kind of swing through it. Like, you need to paint with a broader stroke and, like, mm-hmm. really, really embellish mm-hmm. the world so you kind of feel like you're part of it because it's something that's, you know, foreign to us as humans. So I mm-hmm. really... Like it wasn't the writing's not exceptional, but it's detailed, and I and I kind of liked it. Um, did Did you read the Lord of the Ring books? I read the first one.
1: Oh fuck! I couldn't get through it. I I I just couldn't like the the moment Aragorn got up on this table and started singing. Mm. That was just when it all just. I, I could, but but that was also because I saw the movies I, prior to reading <clears> it. <throat> I did too. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I I
0: I I couldn't do it. Yeah. That, that
1: just sucked so hard. So
0: so I think part of the the allure of Lord of the Rings was like at the time I, when was that published? Oh, it's like ages ago. Uh, n- nineteen fifty four. Um, so. Mm-hmm. that would have been like just just an otherworldly type of book to read then um yeah. but as it transcends time it's like the style becomes something that's very foreign and because it's it's it was basically like he invented elves and dwarves in in the way and orcs yeah. in, the, in the way that we yeah. know them and so that was like one like the very first implementation and people have since like f- you know learned how to build mm. better worlds than that and so our standards are higher now so i don't yeah. know i i also felt the same i was like this is it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i started reading dune i got gifted um, dune oh man i so i started reading it i'm like maybe page 200 or something Um, I, I'm having a little bit of a hard time, but that's mostly because I just can't, oh man, that's, I can't really read anymore. (laughs) Like like not, like, like not physically like identifying the letters, but like, I, (laughs) I I, I have a really hard (laughs) time.
0: I lost my lexiconographic
1: (laughs) abilities. (laughs) I kind of unlearned how to stay like patient enough to get through a book because i'm a scientist so i'm my my brain is so trained to just getting the most information out of the shortest text possible meaning mainly reading the abstract and looking at the pictures of a paper Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um maybe reading some passages and in some cases like now i'm studying a new project so i got this one paper that my work is based on that's like my bible i need to know everything about it but usually you don't read like that so um i I think that totally screwed me up because i used to read like a a ton of books and i loved it and now it's like i'm having such a hard time and with Dune, it's especially hard because what I didn't know and what I found fascinating is that it's such an old book. It's like, I don't know, early 60s, I think? I, I might be wrong, but it's like... I think s- so. In a similar time frame as Lord of the Rings was 65. written. 65. So, yeah. So, kind of same thing mm-hmm. here. No one's ever done that, like the science fiction stuff in that way. And... Um, it's done so well but he i think the author does a little worse of a job of introducing you to the world like he's just uh well and then he took this blamagark and activated it on stage 4 and just evaporated this gagamelsh over there and you're like yep and i and you're like cool what is that (laughs) and i mean it's a book with a glossary in the end for fuck's sake Mm.
0: (laughs) yeah but i'm trying to get through it Uh, have you started reading it yet i only read the first 10 pages and i was like this is a this is for another time (laughs) i actually actually i got dune last christmas um oh man i just realized this now um my family did like yeah. a um a book exchange by mail because of covid yeah um and yeah. so we all sent a book we've personally read to somebody else that we thought would appreciate it mm-hmm. and uh someone sent my, my cousin sent me dune and uh like i read 10 pages and i was like i need i need time for this <laughs> i mean let, let me just say this so i've only been reading
1: it like before <coughs> going to bed um already laying in bed mm-hmm. honestly and just getting through like 15 pages at a time and then falling asleep but that's not the fault of the book that's just because i'm usually really exhausted at yeah. night and I just yeah. <laughs> fall asleep real quickly so um i think the first few pages are a bit weird because it it doesn't really introduce you to anything at all, and you have no idea what the fuck's going on. um It gets better at like around 100 pages. That's all I can say from my standpoint because I'm only at like 200 something. But at around 100 pages, it gets a lot better um, because there's actually some stuff happening. You get introduced to a new world, and they actually introduce you to stuff. But in general, it's just a it's just a different writing style of what we're used to I right now. I it. mean, authors nowadays are just. Uh, they're they're just assuming you're a fucking brain dad. <laughs> um they're like, so he stabbed him with a sword. That's a long iron smith <laughs> blade with a handle and you stab people with it. <laughs> that's that's how they're right now because our brains are all infested with fucking YouTube shorts and TikTok.
0: Oh god. But I you know. um I tried to- Okay, I I have an entire fantasy world mapped out because I I thought that at some point I would be an author and write a book or like a fantasy series or something. And uh, mm-hmm. I had like an, I have an entire fantasy world mapped out basically. Um but it's like it's such a huge job because on one one hand it's just the world like the world is actually easy to create but then to create yeah. the story that is worth reading is still the hard part so i'm like i have a fully fleshed out fantasy world that's just like I'm still a blank canvas that uh that has nothing yeah. to do with it's so tough man like i
1: knew this <clears throat> editor who was um editor of a nature journal and really nice dude from from scotland and uh i haven't read his work so i'm i'm not gonna shout it out <laughs> because i don't know how good it is but um i met him at, at a congress at um it was in 2019 uh i think yeah right spring uh spring 2019 and i met him there and he was already telling me that he's writing like on a side like next to his job he's writing um this this fantasy novel and i was like cool dude because like as you were saying you know creating a world is easy there's a lot of people out there who think that they can write or create a fantasy world Mm -hmm. or whatever but actually doing it's the tough part and i'm not talking about putting pen to paper i'm talking about um, not just having a nicely thought-on world, but just writing yeah. well. That's, I think that's just a really tough part, and I think that's why... It, you remember the Bodega series <laughs> yeah. in, in, from, from the Thrive yeah. of Podcast? That's why it was so good, because <clears throat> Perion could yeah, actually so write. Was, it was really people, and good. And it's not
0: even... It, it can be improved, but sometimes people just... Some people just start off with a skill like that as if it's like a yes like like you've created a character that just has a really strong skill okay um i have written essentially one two three four five six seven eight um like you know like the back of a book that's like a paragraph a little blurb that is like a summary of to to, to get you to want to read the story yes. all right i have yes. written a bunch of these um no but- no wait a bunch of these yeah i have like eight of them okay okay we've been sorry hang on no i don't one of them's not really much of anything that
1: doesn't matter (laughs) so ever since we've started this podcast we have been trying to okay sorry i have been trying to (laughs) absolutely miserably establish some sort of recurring Uh segment (laughs) And you my friend have just found yourself in my segment <laughs> trap.
0: <laughs> Shit.
1: No, but but for real though. So um I mean I would I would never force you to do anything, I, but um, was gonna, obviously this this was is a very, very, you know. <laughs> that that's what I want you to do indeed. So um could could you just Okay. Oh man, I was, oh, I'm pumped! I'm I'm so happy right now. That's also from from my my first drink, and oh God, it must have been days but <laughs> <it's> <laughs> uh no, but that's awesome um let's let's close this episode with you reading um, do you have them like chronologically or anything
0: chronologically, uh, yeah, I mean, they're all like I don't have them in terms of when I wrote them the last time I edited, this- no, 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 but I mean, yeah. Last time I edited that this was two thousand fourteen, though, which was before I moved to Germany.
1: Yeah, that's, that's not a problem. I mean, uh, but I mean, when I say chronologically, I mean rather um, does it make sense in a story way, or is it more like um, separate stories from? These are that all
0: universe? separate stories. No, no, none of these are related to each other in any way. Okay, like one's I a see. murder mystery it- novel. One's like. Um, yeah they're all completely independent as if different authors wrote these they're all just unique book ideas okay so they do not play in the same universe no they're all completely unrelated yep different times different worlds okay okay i mean
1: that is just that is just the best way to start off 2022 (laughs) um do you think you 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 have something that you could read for us right now I have
0: them all right here on on my phone
1: oh that's that's beautiful okay uh, right. then with no further ado... Wait, you, you got go. need
0: like a rating system I need you to give me like or like a yay keep going <laughs> I,
1: okay i'm uh, I, I I'm not sure how the scale works but i'm gonna do my best
0: right. <laughs> so I, I just basically wanna some of them are more tuned some of them are more written to like sound like the back of a book that makes you want to read them some of them are more rough notes for myself on like maybe this could be i just had like an idea while i was like browsing a bookstore or something and i was like i'll just write this down Uh in case i want to revisit it later okay all right all right here we go 1800s england (laughs) a notorious (laughs) criminal must secretly entrust his life oh shit i fucked it up i fucked it up i fucked it up 1800s england a notorious criminal secretly must entrust help and his anonymity with the chief of police to help stop a man far more dangerous than himself. Digging deeper, ties to the police force are uncovered and the chief begins to realize that he can't trust no one on his force but the criminal who he spent his entire life chasing. Holy shit, man. <laughs> I, I mean, that is... If I would read the blurb,
1: like this I would I, I would think that would pro- probably qualify as a blurb, right? Um, I think so. I I think that there could be something. Like I, I wanna know like I mean there's there's always there's always a lot to find in in like intrigue uh in your closest circles, right? So mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. Oh man, that's cool. And did you did you right. did you picture that more, like a like like a serious uh, crime novel, or more of like a uh, like a spool? It's like a
0: Dan Brown novel. It's like a Dan like Bro- a fucking
1: like like a fucking oh man,
0: <laughs> shit, the <laughs> are you naughty? No, I mean I mean not no not the same, but like it's like high like fast paced like. Uh, exciting, like, you know, everything is, like, really urgency, like, you know, events are happening and, and, and uh, they can't be stopped kind of thing. Um, I also have, I you know, I also have, like, an obsession with kind of the 1800s and early 1900s in England and UK. I think it's just a really interesting time. B- um b- because of all the illness and poverty <laughs> yeah and she's like it was just easier to get away with things like like <laughs> peaky blinders and stuff like you could kill a person and bury their body and the chance of you getting caught is very low because there's just no the technology to find people was just non-existent then um you, so you it's know, just there's there, there's mm. there,
1: there, there's certain things where we like I'm not sure if that's the right way to phrase something. Like, if people <laughs> ask you, "Hey, Jason, why do you like the late 1800s in England?" <laughs> and, and you're you like, could, "I don't you know," could you could kill just kill a man in cold blood <laughs> and, just, and just not be liable for it. Like, you could just be like, <laughs> um, "I don't know who did this." You, you can, you can get my DNA. Oh, you don't <clears throat> know what DNA is yet? Oh, jokes on you. That's <laughs> like,
0: I- <laughs> well. Cool. No, it's just more like at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution there was just so much chaos and in in, in in capitalism and there, it's to me it gives me more creative freedom to craft yeah. a story because fitting a story within the confines of modern technology and and stuff is just exhausting. That's like like I, that that's why people are so st- stuck on making movies like there's a, literally a new movie about nazi germany like come yeah. on guys like it's fucking like over um but, but, but- it's all,
1: I, I get your point because it's also like when you make a movie or a book in today's setting you have to think way more globally like back then if something happened in some village and i don't know someone got killed and uh you know that the murder just happened and no one really you know knew about it and maybe one person knew about it and they told their neighbor and the word spread it would stay within that uh yeah within the confines of the village right now there would be some fucking brad making a tiktok about it and be like hey what's up guys yeah it was a murder so yeah i I don't know exactly
0: and then like also technology wise you gotta go fucking tom clancy on it and like know all of this like it's just yeah. The I I guess it's easier. I mean the, the easy answer is that it's simpler to, to yeah. build a story around that, but at the same time, like I think it's just a more interesting time. Um anyways, the the reason I prefaced it with that is because the next one's also set in the same time. And it says mm-hmm. a law clerk a law clerk receives a letter requesting the firm's service in a matter of secrecy. Dutifully, the clerk begins to file the client into their records when he discovers that the same woman from the same address over 100 years prior. Curiously, the clerk begins to investigate the records of the past client and is only able to find several bills of sale for substantial sums. I didn't really flesh that one out further, but... I suppose that one could be added to the first one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so, but... um just to close this off, just remind me to never go to the nineteenth century with you, okay? <laughs> yeah, I will never go to the nineteenth century with you. <laughs> never. You're just gonna <laughs> like the first first moment you got a chance, you're just gonna just bludgeon me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right.
0: Man. Shit. I have I have one more that I think would be a good <laughs> good it's, it's modern. It's actually post... It's like a futuristic... It's a sci-fi. Oh, holy, holy shit. Shoot. Okay. So, um, post-technological society struggling under economic disaster and diminishing resources. One government bill promises to guarantee employment and free education for life under the condition that you forfeit your right to vote. The government uses its new power to enact martial law in order to protect and care for an elite few. One group of radicals attempt to take back their country and free its citizens from oppression and slavery, which is, like, basically the starting point of The Terminator and every other movie, but...
1: Whoa, whoa, wait wait a second. What was the part about people forfeiting their right to vote?
0: So, it what? was basically... So, yeah. it's um basically this one, like, radical political party. Their their election platform, I guess, was, like... Or... or Yeah, it was like a bill and they said, like, you know, people are out of work and stuff. And basically they would guarantee a job for you and free education and, you know, food and everything and provide like provide everything that you are not you're struggling to get by with right now. If you forfeit your right to vote in any future elections. okay. so so basically like create crafting a dictatorship So that point I think
1: is genius because Mm. that would lead to the educated people and possibly also more well-off people, not in the sense that elite, but like better off than others who don't, like who are not employed and who are uneducated. Mm -hmm. But it would kind of silence them. So the people that would probably make the most informed decisions mm-hmm. aren't allowed to make them. Yeah. That 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 part I think is pretty cool. That is really good. And so to so those three stories, if I would have to rate them. So I think third spot, third place, is probably the second story. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Because Honestly, my attention span is very limited right now, <laughs> and I don't even remember anything of that. The first one, first one, you did a funny accent, so that goes to to second place. Yes, but also I, I think that's like a that's like a you know that always kind of works. You you could make a lifetime movie out of that. That would work. <laughs> um, third one though, I think that actually has potential. I mean. I'm not qualified to say anything about that anyways, but I think if you, because I was already able to make out the consequences and also the the, the reasons for why the government would enact something, then you mentioned it in this blurb. Um, and it already got me thinking, and it already got me thinking very dystopian, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um. hmm i think that's that's pretty cool that's really cool if you could fit some more titties in there i would be totally on board oh there's gonna be tons of titties awesome man that's cool (laughs) okay on that note (laughs) we can end today's podcast uh it was so great talking to you again man and um i can't wait for next week's episode um full disclosure because uh jason's about to be a dad and he doesn't know when um it, it's very much possible that there might be <laughs> another few weeks of no podcast because well,
0: very possible.
1: Let's just see how that goes. Um, in, in case the next podcast can't be recorded because babies are already there. Obviously all the best for you, Jason and uh, your fiance. You. And um, yeah, I hope we were able to talk to each other soon. And in the meantime, uh, go follow us on Twitter. Actually, I'm trying to kind of revamp some of the older episodes by taking some clips out of them and uploading them to Twitter. Um, so you can actually share those and, and uh, not having to listen to the whole episode uh, to, to get the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that'll be really cool. And yeah, yeah. so uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at Pod. Uh, You can also send us any questions or requests that you might have um, at friendsapartpod at gmail.com and yeah, talk to you guys in the next episode then. Bye. Bye.